It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by Rich Rebar. We are here to discuss the conference championships for sports betting purposes. We're just shooting the shit. We're hanging out. You know, it's the end of the year. The picks have party, been good, though. Party vibe. The picks have been good. I, I want to say Cowboys covering was the only one we missed. This, I had a Cowboys over, and that was I was on, uh, I was in on the Cowboys over, and that was it closed uh, uh, the weekend poorly. But the other three games were all hot, and uh, we delivered. Yes, I mean, look, I gave a little be, bit back to the I gave a little bit back to the Tills at the end. I mean, to be honest, the Cowboys not only should have covered, they should have won that game. Like, let's just be real about it. Dak uh, played. Yeah, if you're so, a Cowboys fan, Dak played so bad, man. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Cowboys fan, it's the it was ultimately like the worst way to lose because it was like you know the Murtaugh, like I'm getting too old for this shit. Because uh, Dak played bad, they dropped two interceptions. Uh, they could have had uh, like a kick return for a touchdown, um, and they basically were still there, like, like we're still right there. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Horrible. And Pollard got hurt too, on top of everything. I mean, I would say my decision to revoke Dallas Cowboys fandom <laughs> is amongst the most mentally healthy things I think a human being could ever do. But any because, fandom is, is good, but especially the Cowboys. Yes. Cause I'm just thinking of like, what would like 17 year old me have been doing during that game? And like, I just, oh, I would have been losing my mind dude. like your son is right at that age where, and he's a giants fan. So he's going through it right now. Uh, I can't, he was I can't cool. Be- two drives in. He was like, he was like, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Like it immediately two drives in the two drives in the game. He was like, oh no. Like this, yeah. this, it was it's been a good, it's been a good ride. And I mean, <laughs> the the Dak uh, obviously one thing that I am proud of myself for not um getting involved in is like the Dak discourse, right? Oh, like and the, you knew it was coming. There was no yeah, way. but there's just no reason for it. There's no reason, there's no reason to get involved in it. You know, so I, no. I feel good. I feel good because I used to be a big Dak discourser, and there's just simply no. There's some. I mean, he's 30 years old, man. He did this dude is not changing. He is who he is. He's good. He's not. He's not Mahomes, and he's not Burrow, and he's not Josh Allen. Although, I mean, the Bills, dude. I mean, where where are we at? Where are we at on our our Buffalo Bills? Is it is it McDermott is a wimp in the playoffs? Is it roster construction problem? I mean, that was. Their playoff loss was way more embarrassing than the Cowboys. They just like they got 
they got little Boyd, man. They got they got too smalled by the Cincinnati Bengals at home. Yeah, and and you know Josh Allen, obviously, you know his contract is 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 kicking in here, you know, exponentially, and they've got to try to find a way to get pieces, man. It's it's interesting because that feels you know their their windows definitely not closed, but like this was a great opportunity these last few years for the Bills and to come away with really nothing. Uh, they didn't even go to an AFC Championship game. They, it's it's rough, man. No, no AFC, cha- no conference championship game on the rookie contract. And Stefan Diggs is what is he? Is he going to be 29 or, or 30? Stefan Diggs, age. He'll be in his 30s. He's uh, going to turn, he's going to turn 30 next year. Gabe Davis, yep. they're. You need wideouts. And he's, I mean, Gabe Davis, look, we liked him. He, he is not him, you know? I mean, now, did the ankle limit Gabe Davis a little bit? Sure. Sure. You, you could argue that, but he's clearly not. They had a ton of defensive injuries, obviously the Von yeah. Miller injury being out, but also when you go all in to the degree they did. You you a, can't you 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 can't miss that guy. When you're all yeah. in, you can't you can't be missing that guy in the playoffs. The 33-year-old pass rusher that has had injury, like you know, and the Dolphins did this with Taron Armstead too, right? Like it was kind of a necessity for the Dolphins, like where they had to overpay for Taron Armstead. But when Taron Armstead's out like a lot a large chunk of the second half of the season. Like that's been his career. Like, so you know what you're getting. It it stinks, but that's it is what it is, man. Yeah. 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 So Bills, yeah, definitely an interesting spot. We've got a few of those teams, like the Rams. Like, you know, what how to you know, how quickly can the Rams bounce back? Obviously they'll have Stafford and cut back, but they have no draft capital. Can they can they coax Aaron Donald to coming back? There's a lot, a lot going on with a lot of these good teams, but you know, you've got Burrow on his rookie contract. This this offseason, I I mean, I, I don't want to get my expectations too high, but it could be the greatest offseason in NFL history. It really I hope could not. be. I'm really trying not to work a lot at this offseason. I got bad news for you, buddy. I know, man. Because I did a I did a little cursory glance, and this is like a, a common talking point now. Is like this is like the worst free agent wide receiver class ever. And it is. It's There'll real be bad. trades though. That so that's what I was that's what I was getting at is because good teams realize that it's not even enough to have two guys who are good. You kind of need three. I mean, we're like, I think, I think we're going to see some crazy and, and all three of the top wide receivers, Quentin Johnson, Addison and Smith and Jigba. I mean, they all have legit questions. Like there's all one bugaboo you could point for all of them and be like, well, I don't know about this. So that, that adds another interesting wrinkle to it as well. Yeah. Great running back class or great free agent running uh, free agent yes. running back class too. Like it's there, there, this is going to be a definite off season of fantasy whack-a-mole trying to figure out, especially these early best ball drafts, right? Like the running back landscape is, is a wild card right now, because you look at all the, like Josh Jacobs entering free agency, Miles Sanders entering free agency, David Montgomery entering free agency. This running back class is amazing. Um, yeah. There's a lot going on uh, this, this season, this off season, but, and there's, and we're going to have a ton of quarterback movement. Like we clear the jets clearly are all in on trying to get Aaron Rodgers right now uh, by them hiring Nathaniel yeah. Hackett. Like yeah, it's insane. clearly their initial domino of like trying to get Aaron Rodgers to the jets. So yeah, unfortunately, yeah, you are right. Like the, here's the thing that, that really makes me mad though about uh, my job. And I know everyone's like, you know, whatever you're going to complain about right about fantasy football. Sure. But the biggest complaint is the NFL season opens the same week of the opening weekend of March madness. Like we got to, we got to position this where it's a week later. Oh, <laughs> that sounds terrible. It, 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 and it's happened. This is the way it's been the last few years. So like 
I, I'm trying to go to Vegas opening weekend of March Madness, but like I can't when I have to write up like DJ Shark signing, uh, you know, a contract with the Minnesota Vikings. Like we need to position this so the NFL starts a week later. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I that that's not gonna be that's not gonna be a good time. It's gonna be yeah. DJ Shark has games this year in the tournament too, but not till round two. Yeah, crazy. But Vegas, um, March Madness opening weekend in Vegas is one of those uh, life events that you just need to do. And on top of it all, St. Patrick's Day is Friday that weekend. Wow. Just, damn it. The NFL does not want Rich Rebar to get drunk in 2023 is really what we're saying. It's just like this man, this man is not having dry January. He's having dry uh, January, February, April, yeah, March, mid, middle yeah. March. Yeah. Just tough scene, tough scenes. Uh, all right, man. Well, that makes everyone not want to do this job. We're we're here. The Chiefs opened as a favorite, then they were a dog. Now they're the favorite again. Uh, FanDuel and DraftKings have moved it back to one. I think you could probably hunt and find some books who have left it uh, if if they're slower moving or whatever. I mean, come on, a rare dude. double long spot that you do not see very often. Give give tell the people how tell the people how to use it. Yeah, so the, the Wong bet is when you're moving uh, a, a team through both key numbers, you're moving them through three and seven, and the Bengals opened minus two and a half. So if you, you did the six-point tease, you move them through both. And then the Bengals were two and a half-point favorites, so you could have Wong the Chiefs through two and se- or through three and seven as well. Uh, once Mahomes got – we had video of him practicing, and there was no, like, he, did, he had a, no DMP. Like, he was full practice. He looked fine. Like, the Chiefs bounced immediately back. Uh, in terms of backers, which is cool because I really was feeling uncomfortable about the Chiefs being kind of like the consensus like dog, like everyone was being on the Bengals. I mean, everyone, I, th- I still feel like most people are on the Bengals. I mean, Maybe. I am too, but I didn't want to be on the wrong side of history where it's like I'm with all, everyone on the boat. I need some people to go back. I mean, I just feel like the the Bengals to me are now the role of like the Manning Colts maybe or something. I don't know. I just, I, or are the chiefs, the Manning Colts, maybe they are, maybe they are, maybe that's actually, and, and, and uh, Burrow and, and Brady Burrow is Brady and the Patriots where it's like, they don't have, they're not as flashy. The numbers aren't as crazy. The quarterback doesn't win MVP every year, but he's actually better. I mean, well, the I team, know. I think it's a team thing because like Mahomes is by far the best player in the NFL. Mahomes' team stinks, dude. They should be a dog. They should be a home dog here straight up. But I, the rest of the Chiefs roster outside of Mahomes, and we can get into it too. Like, so this is where, so it wasn't a big deal, right? You look at the Chiefs, they trade Tyree Kill. Patrick Holmes leads the NFL in touchdowns, leads them in passing yards, almost has a chance to break the record. But do you think the Bengals are going to let – and Louie Aruma are going to let you throw 17 passes to Travis Kelsey in this game? There's no damn way that that happens. And the rest of these guys that are on the Chiefs offense, like what are they doing? What are you getting out of any of these guys right now? Uh, we are at the point now that only – the Chiefs – only two teams targeted their wide receivers fewer than 50% of the time this year, uh, the Chiefs and the Ravens. Obviously, you have two great tight ends. Uh, but the Chiefs haven't had a hundred yard wide receiver since week seven. Over their past 11 games, their wide receivers have combined to score seven touchdowns. Juju Smith Schuster looked like he was going to be like hot in the middle of the year. He's done absolutely nothing. Absolutely in the past 10 weeks. nothing. Nothing. And, and because 
the way the Chiefs had to structure their offense because the wide receiver room hasn't been good. They've been playing more two tight ends, and it's made Juju play more outside. He's played 65% of his snaps out wide, and this year, just like his entire career, he's a worse receiver when he doesn't play in the slot. Uh, that's tried and true again this year. MVS has done his MVS thing. I mean, we're Justin Watson's out here, like the ultimate exerciser. Uh, the, the Bengals are going to make the Chiefs wide receivers do something in this game because in the first game that these teams played, Travis Kelsey had an eight out of five yards. It was his second lowest in a game this season. He had 14% of the Chiefs air yards. It was the second lowest in the game this season. And the wide receivers combined to catch six passes in that game. Like they just have to get more production out of the non-Kelsey players because there's no way the Bengals are going to let you line up and throw 17 passes to Travis Kelsey this weekend. I mean, or is that what every team thinks and that's not actually the way it works and Kelsey is just going to end up doing his thing because he's that good? I mean, potentially, I mean, Kelsey definitely is that damn good, but you got to get some other production out of these other guys, man. We've seen like with the Bills too, right? Like it, it caught up to the Bills. It did. It did catch, it did catch up to the Bills. But and when you look at this Chiefs roster, it's very similar, right? Like it's outside of Travis Kelsey. Yeah. It's just dudes all the way through the well, running backs. Gabe, Gabe Davis, Gabe Davis would be 1200 yards, 10 touchdowns on the chiefs. I think actually, yeah, yeah. and that's a, even like more of a detriment to what the point I'm hammering here. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, so I would say a couple things. One is like, that's a lot of credit to the Bengals. I mean, we got to give some credit to Andy Reed, right? Like Andy, I honestly oh, yeah. doesn't like a part of me feels like Andy Reed is kind of like, he kind of is like, this is like a challenge, right? This is like, this is like upping the difficulty on Madden. You know, he's going from, he's going from all pro to all Madden. Right. And, you know, he's like, okay, Mahomes isn't going to be able to move as much. We're going to have to figure out, you know, Juju's going to have to do something. Uh, unironically, I actually think Hardman coming back is like pretty good because they just, they need someone else who is fast, who can like move laterally. And another thing is what if, what if they just say, fuck it. It's the AFC Conference Championship game. We can't, we can't play kid gloves with this guy. Kadarius Tony, you're playing seventy percent of the snaps at wide receiver. I mean, it, they haven't had him play actual wide receiver. Is the problem? Yeah, <laughs> with, I mean, he played. He played his. Snaps. He played twenty snaps last week, which was his most snaps since week eight against Jack or week nine against Jacksonville. Yeah, and forty-two percent of his targets are behind the line of scrimmage, so. I mean, it's, t- it's, I expect them to be a lot of quick games in this, you know, a lot of cheap yes. quick game uh, for sure. Uh, but you know, you're going to get a lot of what you get from the Bengals. Like one of the great thing about the Bengals, especially in this particular matchup is they don't have like a thing, right? Like me and Pazuta talked about this on our podcast. Like they don't do one thing on defense. Like they just, they do a ton of things. And you look at when these two teams have played the past, the three times, the past 14 months, uh, they have not played any single coverage 20% or more of the time. Like they just do a ton of, a ton of different things uh, all the time. They give you a ton of different looks. They don't give you one thing. Um, and you don't really see that a lot anymore defensively, right? Like you don't see a lot of adjustments being made, especially in game. Uh, and the Bengals are kind of like that ultimate team. I mean, and that's bore out in these matchups. I mean, you look at these three games, the Bengals have outscored the chiefs 48 to 19 in the second half of these games. Um, so, I mean, yeah, they, they've really kind of stonewalled them in the second half of these games. I kind of like the first half over as, like, the optimal bet here because I think the side – like, I don't think this game is going to be a blowout or be one-sided. It's going to be tight. 
all three of these games have been super tight, but first half over looks pretty good because you don't, you, you avoid those Bengals, uh, you know, adjustments, the three games these teams have played, they've scored 45, 31 and 24 points in the first half uh, of this. And the, and the Chiefs defense doesn't stop the, the Bengals at all in all three games. Uh, so I like first half over, I think is the best play here. I like, I mean, I like over in this game in general, cause I kind of, I kind of feel like both teams are okay with it going over uh, for, for how they want to play. And um, like, First half over the, I hadn't thought about that angle, but I think that, I think that's, I think that seems good. I mean, honestly, this is what I, I just, I can't log on to Twitter on Monday morning and, and just to be doing the referendum, like, Oh, Joe Burrow is better than Patrick Mahomes and Mahomes won these MVPs. And, you know, it's just like, don't really want to be doing that. It's not really, but also at the same time, I don't know if other people who root for the chiefs are having this, having a very hard time, like disliking, Joe Burrow in the Bengals, I just find them pretty inoffensive, you know, like even, even the, like, yo, they're calling Arrowhead Burrowhead or whatever. I'm like, oh, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of funny. I don't like, I feel like, like Colts and Patriots fans probably really hated each other in, in the two thousands or whatever, but it's whatever, you know, the Bengals, they've been bad for so long. Like what, what, what's it, what's it going to hurt to let them make back-to-back Super Bowls, you know? I mean, it's turned into a really good rivalry, and I think we're going to have an AFC just an extension, you know, of all these good quarterbacks beating each other up, uh, you know, give or take, right, over the next, you know, six to seven years, maybe maybe longer, you know, through Mahomes' arc, because uh, he's going to be good for another at least six to eight years. And then yeah. you've got, you know, Burrow already there. Allen's been on the doorstep. You know, does Herbert and the Chargers ever get their shit together? Do the Jaguars make another jump? Uh, that's that's quarterbacks fan. So that's another interesting thing about this Rogers to the Jets angle is like, what's the point, dude? The same thing with Wilson. When Wilson went to the Broncos, it's like, dude, stay in the NFC. Yeah. What, what do you want to do? You want you want to come play the, the rest of your career against against the Twilight Josh of your and career. Joe Burrow and, and yeah. Patrick Mahomes, dude? No thanks. Yeah. No way, man. Not on my agenda. I'm staying in the NFC. Look at the NFC, man. Kirk Cousins was rocking. Kirk Cousins is gonna lock. He, Kirk Cousins is gonna own the NFC. Brock Purdy is starting a conference championship game, bro. Yeah, I'm Brady, not going to Bra- If I'm these Brady, moving, I'm You think Brady's there. going to the 49ers? Uh, I don't know what the hell's going on, Brady, man. They ain't coming yeah. back to the Bucks. I know that. Yeah. I kind of want to see Brady play till he's 50, just to say, like, we lived through, like, a dude playing. Totally. Like, playing till he's 50. Like, I just think yes. it's cool. I know a lot of people definitely don't, but I've actually enjoyed Brady more the past couple of years than I ever did. Like sure, yes, Let, letting letting his hair down, total yeah. weirdo, won't eat strawberries. Brady is like at least more interesting to me than like he's the been way more machine. open and like candid and like interviews and like stuff yeah. too. Like I've enjoyed him a, a lot more through this period, and I know a lot of people just don't like him in general. But I've enjoyed I don't, the I don't, I don't really like him at all. But I, yeah. I agree with you. It's the inverse of Rogers. Like Rogers is progressively going the other way. Where I'm like, dude, I can't relate to you at any level. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, stay uh, in the MC. But I mean, I don't really have like a great lean here. I mean, my thing is with the Bengals, I think they're a better, a better all-around team than the Chiefs. But my, how hurt is Mahomes? Because Mahomes is that good. And I keep coming nope, back. No, nope, no one knows, right? That it's unanswerable. No. no one, no one knows. That's why. That's why. And the line will probably keep moving. You know, we were just talking about these line movements, but it's probably going to keep moving because no one knows how healthy or unhealthy this dude is. 
Yeah, I, all we needed was him to practice, though, and that line was going to bounce back. Kind of knew that a little bit. Yeah. But I keep coming back to the same thing, though, is, like, when I look at, like, these four teams that are playing this weekend, like, the worst unit on offense or defense is probably the Chiefs defense, though. Like, of all the teams, when you look at offense and defense, if you were to rank them, like, Chiefs defense would probably be eight if you're ranking all the offense and defenses on, like, a one through eight list. Uh, and they haven't stopped Burrow at all in the three games that they played, basically. And they're just so sensitive to getting pressure. I mean, you look at the Chiefs, when they have gotten pressure on the quarterback, they're sixth in the NFL in completion rate. They've had the, the lowest yards for pass attempt in the NFL when they get pressure on the quarterback. When they don't get pressure on the quarterback, league high, 75% completion rate, uh, 5.5% touch rate, that's 30th, 7.8 yards for pass attempt, that's 24th. And they only pressured Burrow on 22% of his dropbacks in week 13. The only other quarterback the Chiefs pressured less in a game of the season was Tom Brady. Uh, and when they haven't pressured Burrow in these three games, he's completed 75% of his passes for 9.1 yards for pass attempts, seven touchdowns, one interception. I just keep coming back to the Chiefs defense. Does the Chiefs defense have enough here to stop the Bengals? Um, the Bengals have stopped themselves a number of times, <laughs> if you're looking for that out. But yeah. Zach Taylor seems to have gotten away from that, though, of, of, yeah. of shooting himself in, in the foot with the, with the too much running. Um, I would say the. Chiefs pass rush much, much better than the Bills. The yeah. Bills pass rush. And, and it won't be in the and, snow. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that, that helped things. The conditions last week did aid the offensive line. They could get some guys back this week, too. Kappa could be back, but obviously we know Leal Collins is done. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think that I think I mean, we're that, only two weeks removed from the Bengals almost losing to Tyler Huntley though. So like, I'm not ready to go the other way. Yeah. Like I'm not ready to crown, I'm not ready to crown the Bengals, but the, the, where, where I ultimately ended up is this is a free roll for, for Mahomes, right? It really is where it's like you lose. All right, man, you had a high ankle sprain. It is what it is. You win. It's just another chapter in the Mahomes is, is, you know, br- brick by brick building this insane resume of quarterbacking i do think this is the the game though where you do especially if the Bengals are able to devote things to kelsey where you say like all right this we did ultimately like need tyreek oh i i completely agree i think it's like where it's like if they lose this game 31 to 10 like the buccaneer super bowl blowout it's like yeah i mean the team has like six good players you're just you're not you're you're not really that you're not really that surprised. And, and, and that's kind of the Kelsey juice is going to run out too. It's going to run out. Yeah. going to be 34 next year. Obviously it just keeps getting better, but Hey, I did a, I I'm in the, the hard way draft the, the, they do the first best ball every single year on the FFPC mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey, third overall pick. I mean, it's going to keep happening until he falls, right? Like it's just, he, he was awesome again this year. But he's, I mean, he's 30, he's going to be 34. Like the Chiefs, like now that they've moved on from Tyree Kill through like the last remaining stretch of his apex, like when Kelsey's against the wall, like they've got to refunnel the talent here. Obviously, Sky Moore was the, they haven't drafted wide receivers well at all, period. And obviously the free agent crop that they Hardman, Sky, Pringle, you know, just nothing. They've got I mean, nothing. Yeah, Tyreek, and that was the hit. I, I mean, I mean, we we laugh about this, but like getting Noah Gray, who plays fifty percent of your snaps on offense for a fifth round pick, is like actually a huge win. You know, we'll see if he ever ends up becoming anything as a receiver. He might just be, 
you know, he, he might just be Eric Ebron on, uh, on this team or whatever. Uh, all right, let's, let's do 49ers Eagles. I'm, I'm sick of this shit, Kyle. I'm sick of it, man. Enough, enough already brought George Kittle bailed Brock Purdy out so hard on that throw over the middle of the field. That should have been interception going the other way, turning into Cowboys points. And George Kittle turns into like, I don't know, you know, a kangaroo. I just like the, the, the coordination and the toughness that Kittle had to, to bounce that ball to himself and come down with it in traffic. George Kittle, man, that dude has the dog in him. I love George Kittle. What a, what a man. How could No one, no one dislikes George Kittle, right? Like there's nobody. So that's a great question. That's that's actually a great question. Are there people out? Are there people out there whose fandoms have so rotted their brain that they can't like any 49er that they have to be like every 49er is a loser and a traitor? I'm sure but it exists, but like man, no one hates George Kittle. Who are, who are the 49ers' primary rivals? I mean the Cowboys historically, right? Yeah, like, historically. I went to the Hall of Fame uh induction. Emmett Smith and Jerry Rice went in the same year because I grew up. You know, Jerry Rice was my my football deity at that age. And it was all like people just saying, like, we would have won three more Super Bowls, was it for you? And the other side was like, we would have won three more Super Bowls, was it for you? Like, yeah. you know, I would say historically that is is that like, you know, now it's like probably, you know, like the Rams, Seahawks have been like the, the bigger rivals. But do people in Seattle hate anything? Like, yeah, that's actually that's a great, yeah, they don't. What what is there, what is there for them to hate? Yeah, I mean they just—they're out there on the, the Oregon Trail, man. Who's the who's the? Yeah, I guess I guess it just doesn't matter. That being said, the Eagles are going to dog walk the 49ers in this game. That's just this is this is a, the time of the year where Kyle Shanahan stuff tends to rear its ugly head. Honestly, they could, and we just said—I mean, they could have lost. I, I said this on the Soulcast yesterday. The horseshoe that is wedged up Brock Purdy's ass is starting to come loose. Well, this will be uh, their their second game in a row against you know kind of a a, a good defense, and I even this was the, the point you were making last week. Yeah, and you know I don't even think the Cowboys are a team that like faltered defensively over the back third of the year. They're I don't think they're in the the same weight class as the Eagles, but we saw the 49ers facing uh, a defense with speed and aggression. Uh, they averaged four point nine yards per play. That was by far their fewest in a game at Purdy under center. Uh, they had just three games with fewer yards per play the entire season than they had last week. Of the four teams that won, the 49ers had the lowest yards per play, lowest third down conversion rate, lowest red zone conversion rate of any team that won last week. Uh, and I think it's just going to be heightened, you know, on the road against uh, an Eagles defense that has been excellent basically the entire year. Um, so, yeah, I think that's where it is. And you look at the, the pressure is where I think it's a big thing because the Cowboys pressured Purdy on – 48.5% of his dropbacks. So it's the highest rate of, of anyone was pressured last week. He was 4 of 12, 4.6 yards through pass attempt under pressure. Where the Cowboys are bad as a pressure team is they're bad at converting pressures into sacks. They're number one in the NFL in pressure rate, 15th in converting pressures to sacks. The Eagles are number two in the NFL in pressure rate, number one in the NFL in converting pressures into sacks. The Cowboys had a, a, a plethora of opportunities to get sacks and turnovers, and they left them on the table last week. If those plays turn into negative plays for Brock Purdy this week, you know, for the first time, then that's where you have like the pool here. 
Uh, I'm excited to, to see both the Eagles def- offense face the 49ers defense, though. I think that's a pretty intriguing, you know, component of this game. But uh, it's going to be another high-pressure game for the for the 49ers. And, you know, can they – if the Eagles get up 10 nothing, are the 49ers like – is that one like – like, is Purdy going to be able to pass them out of anything? Probably not, right? I mean, so, like, Purdy does lead – I, I, I think I saw Kevin Cole tweet this. He's like number one in EPA per play amongst all quarterbacks in the playoffs for the last four years. But yeah, I mean, this is the, this is, this is what I said last week, like same, same basic vibe, which is if they do get down, if they're down 10 points on the road against the Eagles, is it all right, Brock team on your back, make all the right decisions, do all the right things. Like at a certain level, Shanahan can't scheme you out of all this stuff. You know, you, you got to make, and, and it's not to say, like, clearly Purdy is better than, you know, a Brock Osweiler type or whatever. And and Purdy, there I've, like, gone back, and because and obviously we have to relitigate his college stuff now, like, gone back and been like, well, he was really, really good as a true freshman, and then his offensive coordinator changed, and they fired X, Y, and Z, and, you know, they ran too much, whatever. Like, he was an incredibly – there's if you search, like, Brock Purdy Heisman – you could go back and find like some 2019 articles being like, you should bet on Brock Purdy to win the Heisman. Like this is a guy who is talented, but Jalen Hurts, the Eagles are just so good, man. They have it, so it many feels great like people, players. It feels like we talked like the Eagles, cause they were the best team in the NFL, basically from the, the, the date the season opened, right? Like they were nine and zero at one point. It feels like we just got kind of bored with the Eagles. And we talked a little bit about it last week when people were like kind of in on the giants. Like, it was like, dude, they're going to get stopped. Like, and I don't think the 49ers get rolled here, but I do feel like there's been just like a, a Eagles fatigue throughout the course of the season where like people are just like, the Eagles aren't as good as like they are, but they've really been the best team in the NFL the whole year. They have been, and they don't really, what, what, what would you even say their Achilles heel is, you know? I don't really think they have one. I mean, they don't, and, and they're suit, and just like the 49ers who are really versatile offensively, so are the Eagles. Like the Eagles, have shown that they are game script sensitive, like to, to opponents, like they've come out in these games or teams that can stop the run and they've thrown the ball aggressively with Jalen hurts. You know uh, they've got Jalen hurts you know, rushing component factored in. Um, yeah. It feels like this is a game though, if they do want to hit offensively. And I think this could be a lot like the Cowboys 49ers game last week. It could be lower scoring, not a lot of touchdowns in this game. Uh, but if the Eagles are going to show out offensively, it's going to have to be a big, Arthur Juan Devonte Smith game because like where you beat the 49ers is vertically and with wide receiver play. So if the Eagles are going to have an offensive explosion, I imagine it's going to be because one or both of those guys went hay- haywire. Yes, I I think it's probably going to be AJ Brown. That is uh, that is my that's well, I mean that's going to I'm going to play a lot of that in DFS. I I I I wonder if you agree with this. I sort of get the feeling that I don't know what it is but people still sort of feel a hesitance about Jalen hurts. Right. I, oh, I actually course. think, I think that's what it is, which is like so insane. I mean, we know what it is, but uh, you know, it's why we need the, you know, the, the, the super bowl to come through for, for some of these guys. Like I really want like Lamar Jackson to win a super bowl, Jalen hurts win a super bowl, right? Like it needs to happen because people are yes. always going to come back to like, well, if your guy can't pass, like, you know, you don't really have it. Like they're eventually going to expose when you have to pass because the Eagles haven't, had to like come down from 17 right like they haven't had to do that this year uh um, no they did they one game one game i think the colts game they came down like 10 right 
They were, I think they were down 14. I want to say were it was they? 14. I want to say 14. But that's going to be, but you're going to see, hear the same story, right? Until like we finally get the non like traditional passer winning the Super Bowl, right? Like it's just going to be the same stuff always. Um, yeah. So I, I'm outright rooting for the Eagles to win the Super Bowl this year. So um, I I'm okay. Them. I probably curse I, them. I'm okay with any of the remaining teams winning the Super Bowl other than the 49ers. Hurts, Hurts, Hurts winning. Cool. Uh, I mean, 49ers roster is loaded though. Like it's a loaded ass. Yeah. Team. I just, I'm not doing, I'm not doing, I'm not doing the, the Purdy Lance Shanahan disc. I'm just, I'm not doing it. You want to talk about, you want to talk about something that would get me to be less online. The 49ers, <laughs> the 49ers winning the Super Bowl would, would, would have me way less online. It was bad enough watching the, the freaking Buccaneers win. And last year's Super Bowl was terrible also. When's the last? When's the, I guess the the Chiefs Super Bowl was the last good one. Yeah, it was a good game. Who who's had some before? good Super Bowls? Last year's was not good. Uh, as far as a game, I guess last year's was competitive at least, but it wasn't. It wasn't good. It kept us there to the end, but it wasn't a, a great game. No, yeah, but like it was what the it was like this season in the nfl right where like yeah they're like the games are close like you know that's all Chiefs they care buccaneers about. was horrible what a Awful what a ter- yeah what a terrible but game we had had a good run of super bowl when i see so you don't even know dude when i was a kid the super bowl was trash every year really uh, like it was always a blowout the nfc just beat beat the shit out of the afc every year like when i was that's when so I was funny why why was it so imbalanced it was just, it was unreal dude like every year it happened Huh. Was that back like when the Cowboys were really good? Or Cowboys, was like... Cowboys and Niners just just beat the hell out. And the Packers, like the Packers had that little run too where they came out at the end of both of those teams, like the, the free agency era. But they just my my entire youth growing up was just the NFC dog walking the AFC and the you know and the the Bills and Broncos always getting to the post the Super Bowl and just getting stomped. Amazing. Well. I'm glad that's we've, not the world we've we had. Live in, we, we've had a pretty good run, though, like through your like this most recent era. Cause we had Eagles Patriots was hot as fuck. Yeah, like, that game great. was amazing. Uh, Patriots Steelers Falcons. Steelers Cardinals. That game was amazing. Yep. Um, what else did we have that was good? Bob uh, Patriots Seahawks. Pa- was a good Patriots game. Falcons, dude. Yeah, Patriots Falcons, great game. Uh, well, at least you know the ta- it had the the tale of two halves, the comeback, and yeah, another Shanahan special in that one. Um, yeah, Patriots Seahawks with the Malcolm Butler interception, great game. Oh 49- 49ers Ravens with the weird blackout and like the the comeback with Kaepernick. Uh, right, like, that was a good game. So we've had we have had a pretty good. We've had I, I man Patriots Seahawks that might be the best one. That, that was play, a great game. That, that Malcolm a- Butler play. Doug Baldwin pooped a football in that game as a celebration. Like everyone the, forgets the, about that. And the the conspiracy theories, and then uh, the Percy Harvin like punched someone the night before the game. Like they're that game that 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 week had it all. Yeah. So yeah. So listen, I was born in 1982. The AFC won the Super Bowl in 1984. The Raiders beat the the, the then Redskins. They didn't win another Super Bowl until 1998. Not great. They went 14 straight years for the NFC one, right? Yeah. I mean, well, I'm glad I'm glad I got to get educated on the NFC beating the AFC's ass. That is before my time. 
Yeah, just crazy, man. Yeah, whole my whole youth was just watching whoever made the Super Bowl basically beat the Broncos or Bills, but uh, there was a couple other peppers there. Like the 49ers played the Chargers one year in the Super Bowl. This year they got Dion, and like Stan Humphreys was the quarterback for the Chargers, and like you know that one went. That was that Steve Young threw like six touchdowns. I can't even believe the pain of Stan making Humphreys. it to the Super Bowl as many times as the Bills did and not winning. That's got to have irrevocable damage on your psyche. Yeah, they went four in a row. I mean, this is the fifth straight AFC championship game for the Chiefs. Pretty unreal, man. Yeah, it is. I've seen some discourse about this. Of that's like, stupid. That's that, yeah. Don't, it's don't it's think. like it's like I'm not gonna. That tweet gonna, doesn't deserve any any light of day. I just I'm just not gonna penalize Patrick Mahomes for being so good that he he right. wins some games he's not supposed to. Still, know? never played a road playoff game outside the Super Bowl. That's nuts, man. You gotta assume you gotta assume the other shoe is gonna drop pretty soon. When do the Bengals have to start paying their guys? This soon because we talk about the receivers. Like, what do they do with T. Higgins? Because he wasn't a first round pick, so he's gonna have a chance to walk. There's no fifth year option on him. Is basically what I'm yes. saying. Yes. Yes. Um, and you know you've got a big payday coming for Chase because Jefferson's gonna reset the market, the record. Yeah. And then chase, and you're going to have to pay chase more than Jefferson and burrow at the same time, uh, is up and burrow burrow is going to say, you better give me Patty's deal, baby. And it's the Bengals. Like this organization, they haven't really been one that's, that's thrown a lot of dough around. Yeah. uh, That's care of their guys. So I bet, I bet, I bet they let T walk, man. Thinking about it now, I bet, I bet they, I bet they let T say, I'm out. Because I've thought about it too for wide receivers that can move, and he always comes to the, to the top of the list. Brandon Ayuk being another one, but Brandon Ayuk was a first rounder, so the 49ers can just fifth year option him and kick the can. But T. Higgins wins in the front but, of the but, second but round. Bad precedent for them because Debo, they just went through this with Debo, and Debo said, I ain't playing on that shit. And and they paid him. So I, I bet Ayuk could do the same thing. But at least that's an option. Like the team has the Bengals don't have that out with, it's not even an option for them with right, being right, right. A, a second rounder. Like they can't, like he's going to hit free agency. Um, yeah. So he could be a guy that moves. I doubt that they would trade him in the middle of this run, especially if they go to the Super Bowl this year, but he's a guy I could see not being retained and then getting like a huge contract in free agency. The bears, the bears should give T Higgins a huge bag. The Bears, the Bears should should be like Tiggins. We'll but pay you can't you. do it until after next year is the problem. Oh yeah, he's only heading into year three. Well, maybe they could trade. He'll for be him. year four this year. He'll be in the last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I maybe. doubt that they're just going to get rid of him. But if there was foresight to say like, hey, we're going to have to pay Chase. We know we're paying Burrow. Uh, let's get a let's trade Higgins now and get picks back. That's like, what I'm saying. Maybe maybe time. the Bears. Well, I guess the Bears already traded the 33rd overall pick for Chase Claypool. They could have traded it. They could have traded it for T. Higgins, maybe. Probably. Which probably. I guess is funny because I think T was the 33rd overall pick, if I remember. Uh, he was 33 or 34, right? Like right yeah. there. Yeah. Him and him and Michael Pittman were like right at the front of that second round. Uh, the, the Chiefs got Clyde Edwards Hilaire, though. <laughs> right. Can you imagine how much better they'd be if they'd used that pick on anyone reasonable? Just any, anyone. Like anyone, anyone dude. A punter, honestly. I feel bad because, like, Kyle Slayer is, like, he's got, like, he's had a lot of injuries, like, since the Cyrus career, too. Like, I think he's probably a better 
he probably was a better football player than like he'll ever be like thought of. Sure. But it was still an egregious pick because Jonathan Taylor was in that draft. Yeah. And DeAndre Swift. I do just give the Chiefs Jonathan Taylor. Give them DeAndre Swift. Yeah. I mean, any of that. I mean, but even like Swift is whatever, but like Jonathan Taylor, legit is running gnarly. Back. Yeah. <laughs> legit yeah. running back. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not good, man. It's pretty depressing, but yeah, it was a bad, it was a bad pick oh, for sure. At least they, at least they got, at least they pulled some back trading for trading Tyreek away. At least they traded away the best wide receiver in franchise history. Tyreek also just had the most yards per route run, uh, the second most in NFL history behind Steve Smith. Kind of, kind of crazy that Mahomes beat all of his own records this year and was playing with a bunch of fucking jabronis. (laughs) Jamokes, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uh, I mean, but Kelsey had a monster year. Uh, they throw their running backs up, but these wide receivers, man, like this could be a spot where it shows up. Like, why that's been like the theme of all the teams getting eliminated from the postseason, right? Like, yeah, point, they have no one to catch the ball. The Cowboys had CeeDee Lamb, but no one after him. Uh, the Bills had Stephon Diggs, but no one after him. So, like, if the Chiefs lose, it's just they're just gonna fall right in the same line, right? Like, it's just gonna be like, well, the Chiefs gotta get guys, they gotta get receivers. I mean, maybe Sky can play. I don't know. Probably not. We'll see. I'm listening. I, I would not be, I don't want it to be talking like I'm put the foreground conclusion. The chiefs don't win this game either. They absolutely can win this game. Um, do you, you look at my homes last week in the second half, he still led all quarterbacks in second in EPA per play in the second half and rating in the second half on one leg, like of all the guys that played last weekend. So like the thing with Mahomes is you get like that great, he's so good off structure. But, like, the dude can still play regular quarterback, too. Like, let's not forget, like, he can still play. Yeah. I, I mean, I, that was. It was, like, I think Sam Hoppin tweeted it, like, 0.2 EPA per play after leaving and coming back. Like, that's pretty gnarly to be that good. Yeah, I mean, he's still good enough to make some of these jamokes good, right? Like, who's to say we can't have one Sunday where, like, Juju's good or, like, you get one – one long I've been waiting MBS. all year. I've been waiting all year for Valdez Scantling to score a 70 yard touchdown, and he hasn't done it as no. a chief. Nope. He did score so. one for you last week, though, at least. He did. He Those did. Those two targets. But yeah. uh, if there's any guy to do it, it'd be Mahomes. But I say he come back to Spangle. Uh, the Bengals do a little more defensively than the Chiefs do. Yes. I mean, a lot more. The Chiefs defense <laughs> stinks, man. I was I I I mean I tweeted this last time last week during the game. It was like that interception that that the fourth quarter interception. I don't even remember the name of the defensive back who got it uh, against the Jaguars. It was like the first time the defense has come up big for Mahomes in the playoffs his whole career. Well, they would have had the interception on the D Ford offside. No, no, dude, why'd you have to go there, man? That I will, I'll probably go to my grave like upset about that and just be like, this is just some of the dumbest shit of all time. That Absolutely. was so annoying. 100%. Yeah, there's yeah. no doubt about it. All right, man, we got to get out of here. Uh, we're we're leaving we're leaving on that. Uh, what what do the people have to look out for on Sharp Football this week? Yeah, listen, wrote up these two games in detail. Uh, all the players in these games. We'll we'll roll out some Super Bowl prop stuff after this. Uh, but other than that, we're just gonna enjoy these two games this weekend. Uh, I do believe it's the four best teams in the NFL that are left. So we don't rarely get that. So I agree. We'll enjoy that. So we'll enjoy uh, these games. Hopefully they're good. The games last week weren't particularly strong. We want, we're looking for a good run out here. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're probably right. So there we go. Four good teams, hopefully two good games. We've got three games left. 
the whole damn season, everybody. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you back next week. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.